Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today on the show, as the series gears up to start shooting season two, we decided to do a fan cast of unnamed characters. Unlike real life, we have no salary or availability restrictions. As we sit down in the showrunner's chair and choose the actors for Philippa Eilhart, Zygismund Dijkstra, Leo Bonhart, and Emil Regis Rohelik Tersiev Godfroy. Jesus, you nailed that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I meant to roll the R's on there too. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there is not a lot going on. They're about to start back up. Hopefully, you know, they're where they're filming at. They can keep going. There won't be like a second wave of the COVID or anything. In that downtime, we're going to pick some actors, and I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. This should be a super fun episode. Like, we, we've we done, like, deep dive stuff about season one, obviously, and we, we've talked plenty about the books and the Witcher universe. But at this point, like, we're just playing the waiting game until season two, and who knows when that's going to be, considering production is just now starting back up again after pausing for COVID. And uh, I, I don't think we'll get season two in early 2021, like I was hoping. It's, it's going to be a while. So um, you're totally right. In the meantime, let's have some fun. And what we did today, Brett, you and I each picked two actors that we would love to play these characters, Philippa, Dijkstra, Bonhart, and Regis. And um, I personally, I don't know how you picked the actors, but I personally went with like sort of my one A-list like actor that I would love for the role and one that I think would actually be either unique or funny for the role. Is that how you picked? And before we start, we should say we don't know each other's picks. Oh, we yeah, have yeah, yeah. not looked yeah. at them. No, so I, didn't, be... I didn't click on these links you have here in our script. I don't know what you picked. So we're going to get some genuine reactions from each other. Yeah, this is, this is going to be good. So what I did with some of them, I generally picked who I think would be good for the role or who I would like to see. And or it could have been one where, oh, this person would have been perfect like 20 or 30 years ago. They're either too mm, old or got it. One, there's, there's one of them. There's one of them in here that is so far off the wall that I'm sure <laughs> once I say it, people are going to be like, what in the hell? But again, yes. like I said, I have my reasoning and that's why we're doing two picks for each one. Yeah. And tweet at us. Let us know what you think of our picks. Tweet it, tweet it a boo. <laughs> Don't tweet a Brett. <laughs> no, no, please do. Please do. Okay, let, let's start with Philippa, who we have actually briefly discussed before. You're quite anxious that we haven't gotten an, an announcement about who Philippa is going to be, because we know she's going to play a big role in in season two and in upcoming seasons, but we still don't have an announcement. It's one of the questions that I actually would ask because she was at the Battle of Sodden Hill uh, canonically in the books, and she was not in the first season. And because we know how big of an important role she is, it's really weird to me why she wasn't in the first season. But again, I'm sure they have the reasons. Right, right. So until we find out who the actual actor for Philippa is going to be, let's go through our picks. Brett, number one pick. Hit All me. right, number 
Number one pick, go ahead and click on that link if you want to see it. Number okay. one I have on there is Natalie oh. Portman. Okay. Okay, so. Yeah, ex- explain that to me. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, and so a big thing about Philippa, to me, again, I don't really care too much about looks unless it is something important to their characterization, which I'm not sure there ever is. But there was one big thing about Philippa is her, like, dark eyes and just these bottomless lakes of eyes that are just dead. And so you can really obviously put context on with anybody. But I think Natalie Portman could really pull off Philippa's duplicitous, ambitious, and just really headstrong nature. Yeah. No, I I totally see it. I mean, Natalie Portman, to me, is still Padme Amidala, because that was my first (laughs) introduction to her as a kid when I first watched Star Wars. Um, She was one of my early like tv tv and movie crushes as a kid you know oh, like, that's I, a lot i bet I, a lot I, I loved padme and i was just like oh wow i think i'm in love with padme amadala like who is this person and uh that's who natalie portman still is in my mind like you know over 10 years later but i i can see it i, I think she could pull off because you're right philippa is duplicitous that's like the best word to describe her i think natalie portman could pull that up i, I actually like this pick I don't know what her what her budget is these days to hire her. <laughs> yeah, and again, we have no budgetary. Right, re- right. These are dreams. No budgetary picks. restrictions. There you go. Yeah. Oh, and another thing to preface, much I preface before that one. All of my picks are American. I think except one Canadian because mm. I'm one of those, and this isn't. You know me. I'm not nationalistic at all. I generally no. don't care about nationality. But God damn it, am I tired of Every medieval fantasy, everything being just goddamn British people. No offense to you, British people. I love you. I love you. But not everything needs to be British, okay? Let let uh, Americans have some roles, damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Medieval fantasy is just assumed to have always taken place in the UK, no matter what. Yeah, because I was watching – it just kind of goes into my other one. It's, the next one for Philippa is going to be someone in the Marvel universe. But I was watching uh, Black Panther again, and Martin Freeman is in there just playing like an American CIA role. And I'm like, come on now. Martin Freeman gets every role. He's in everything. <laughs> Can't you give that to an American? <laughs> you were in the Lord of the Rings, man. Just be happy and retire. <laughs> he's, he, he's everything. That dude. Yeah. Okay. So the next one, I should say with Philippa, these two kind of were both the same. There wasn't really one off the wall in that sense. Yeah. So with the next one I have, and it's someone I'm only familiar with through the Marvel movies. Yeah. Oh, uh, Kobe I, ju- Smulders. I just clicked on it. Yeah, Kobe Smulders. You know what's funny? I think I also had Kobe Smulders originally before I changed it. Oh, okay. Um, so I totally agree with you on this. I am. I also am most familiar with her from the from the Marvel universe. But obviously, she she's very famous in um, How I Met Your Mother, uh, and a number number of other TV shows and movies as well. W- what was your reasoning behind her? The reasoning behind here was again, it was that darker look. And I just watched. I haven't watched that many of the Marvel movies. I know, come at me there. Um, but I did just watch the two Spider Man ones. Uh, what Homecoming and Far From Home? Yes. And she had a small role in there, and I just was like, okay, again, again, because it was like a you know military role. She's in there. Um, I don't even Maria Hill. Okay, Maria Hill. I just yep. know she's with Nick Fury as Sam Jackson. And it's again, it's just one of those where, okay, I think she has that look again, just to be very commanding. Which I think when I think of Philippa Eilhart, 
I think as someone who is just kind of cut off, almost nihilistic, ends justify the means kind of person. And again, I just Mm -hmm. think it's something that she could definitely pull off. Yeah, absolutely. She's a presence on screen. And even in the Marvel Universe, when she's around these massive actors, she she can pull a scene, you know, and I, I totally agree. It's interesting. I, I also had Kobe Smulders in one of my original picks, but I guess you're right. That's the biggest compliment to say is she 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 shares the screen almost all the time, at least what I've seen her in with Sam Jackson and she stands out. So that says a lot. Exactly. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. The, the way that she can command a scene like that. And that's exactly the type of person Philippa is as well. Extremely confident. And you're totally right. Like ends justify the means. Do what I need to get the job done. And that's the vibe that Kobe uh, Smolders gives, particularly as Maria Hill. All right. I- I'm excited. I'm excited to see yours. Okay. Click on my first one. All right. Let's see. Who we got? Evan oh, Rachel I, she, Wood. She, she was on my short list, I swear. Yeah. I, I yes. think – so I'm going to be totally transparent. As I was doing preparation for this episode, I realized I don't like – know that many actors by name or by face you know like i could watch a show and recognize someone but i don't know their body of work i don't like follow actors but in one of the fan casts that someone on like tumblr or whatever um that i found in preparation for today's episode evan rachel wood came up for philippa and i was like that's perfect 100 percent. like this this is my a-list pick for philippa i think her role in in Westwood or in Westworld, as who's that character? I only watched season one. I'm I'm looking Dolores Abernathy because I haven't Delor- seen it. Yeah, Dolores Abernathy. That role, she plays this like it's hard to describe. This like she she's like a a robot basically, um, an android. And I think if she just channeled that that Dolores energy from Westworld into a sort of Philippa character. I think she could pull it off. Plus, I think she has the look. Like when I read the books, this is sort of how I imagined Philippa, like a like a very tall woman, uh, extremely confident. I actually sort of imagined short hair like she does in this IMDb photo. And um, the the look overall is kind of how I imagined her in my mind as well. So she'd be my number one pick. No, yeah. Like I said, she was literally on the list. And I guess I just went for I mean, obviously, you know, I think she's naturally blonde, but obviously you can, you know wig it up diet or whatever if you want to go again for the look in that sense because like i said i think a big thing about philippa is that just dark deadness of her yeah uh, but yeah no evan rachel wood is actually outstanding yeah I, I would be very excited to see her and you know i don't think she's like so a-list celebrity enough that netflix couldn't cut her a check i think she could i think they could pay her bill She's getting that HBO Westworld money. True. That's a lot of money. <laughs> it's, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Okay. So pick number two for me. Um, this one, I, I wasn't sure who my number two would pick would be because I was just so confident about Evan Rachel Wood. So I will admit I recently just watched Hamilton on Disney okay. Plus because it finally came out. And Philippa Sue, I thought, was spectacular in Hamilton. Uh, she pl- She played... Eliza Hamilton and that Hamilton's wife. Uh, I know she's like a she's a stage actor, so I don't know if she's actually even been in TV shows. Oh, I guess she was in she was in Smash and Moana, according to her IMDb page. Yeah, Moana, I guess, says miscellaneous voices, but I guess she was in a TV series called The Code. Yeah. So she she has some on screen um, credentials as well. But I think 
Uh, a, her name's already Philippa. Easy. No, com- no complications on set for anyone. And B, I, I think she did a spectacular job as Eliza Hamilton in, in Hamilton. I think she could channel a lot of that, like, sort of powerhouse energy. Um, and that's how I, I see Philippa as well in my mind. Like, the, this powerful sorceress who doesn't take shit from anyone. And I think Philippa Sue could channel that, especially if she really channeled that Hamilton energy she had on stage. Yeah, I have not seen Hamilton, but I'm going to assume if you're on the original run of that stage play, I think you're going to be fine in anything you do, right? Yeah, yeah, clearly. Man. <laughs> I'm guessing. So, yeah, I think she'll be fine. Here's how, and I don't know, I've allergies have absolutely kicked my ass like the past week or two. I didn't even put together that her name was Philippa until you said it right there. <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, you're right. There would be – that would be easier there, I guess, acting with your own name. Right, right. So um, I think these are all great picks. I think uh, Netflix should reach out to all of these people. All right. So there. Now now that we've got the uh, the good picks out of the way, let's uh, – we're going we're gonna to snake draft this. So we're going to go into Dijkstra next. Hell yeah. And we're going to get your two picks first. So are we ready for your first one? Yes. Let's do pick number one for Dijkstra. I have a let's feeling we might have – I feel like we might have aligned on some of these. So Nah, we didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't? But okay. I will say again though. I'll say again. Oh, go ahead and say who it is. So uh, um, I'm going to butcher this name. Help me out here. Vincent – D'Onofrio? D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. Okay, Vincent D'Onofrio. He, I actually don't know his body of work, um, but I know him because I watched Daredevil on Netflix and he played Wilson Fisk. And Wilson Fisk is basically exactly how Deekster plays in my mind. Like, if if Vincent D'Onofrio can just be Wilson Fisk in The Witcher and play Deekster... That would be perfect in my mind. So, yeah, the big thing with him, too, because one thing I did about Dijkstra is he's described in the books as being seven feet tall, basically, or closer to seven foot than six foot mm-hmm. and pretty much like 400 pounds. But he's also very agile. So that's another thing, too. D'Onofrio was another one I thought about because I looked up like taller actors in a sense to do this. And he has definitely become at least what I've seen him in a lot lately the villain, if you will, he was cartoonishly uh, evil in Jurassic World. Uh, the the first, wait, yeah, Jurassic World, yeah, that's what it's called. They all confuse. Yeah, those, those all run together to me now. <laughs> but he was cartoonishly evil in that. I will always know him first and foremost from uh, Full Metal Jacket. I was about to say Saving Private Ryan uh, from Full Metal Jacket, where he played a character um, completely different than what Deekstra or anything else would be. But uh, okay. yeah, he's he's another one there where I looked it up. Yeah, he's like six three, six four, somewhere around there, which nice. is you know like eight feet in Hollywood terms because everybody's short as hell. So, but yeah, no, they could definitely make him look big in there. He's imposing. He's a bigger guy. He could definitely play a sardonic, sarcastic asshole, which is what Dijkstra is. Yeah. So yep. yeah, I'm 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 on board with that completely. That would be great. Nice, yeah. And I can't claim I came up with this one on my own. This one I also found somewhere. Someone else's. This was someone else's pick on Reddit or Tumblr or many of the other fan casts out there. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, this is it. Uh, my second pick is a little – I'm a little less confident about, but I went with Dave Bautista. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I – if you can't tell, I clearly was just like looking for – bald Hollywood actors or characters who have shaved their heads 
and because Dijkstra in my mind and in the game as well is, is bald. Um, I think Dave Bautista has range. We've seen that in Blade Runner and Guardians of the Galaxy, which he's most notably known for. And I would be, I don't think he'd be a perfect fit, but I think this would actually push the envelope a little bit and force him to work outside his range. I think he can do big and imposing. I don't know that he can do sort of cunning and sardot, like sardonic. And I would love to see him try that because I think he could pull it off. I, th- I think he's a talented actor who's just only now starting to hit his groove. Yeah, he's another one. He's he's also taught, isn't he like 6'5 or something? But is that his yeah, wrestling huge. height? But that might be like, because Dwayne Johnson is listed, like The Rock is listed at like 6'5. That dude is not 6'5. No like, way. That's a wrestling height. That guy is like 6'2, maybe. Yeah. Like at the most, he is like 6'2. So, but no, but I think this is a really good one because like you said, he can definitely get, and it plays into uh, some of my picks too. The biggest thing that Dietrich to me too, isn't just that he's that big, but like they said, he's nimble. He's agile for someone there. And so, yeah, I obviously think a professional wrestler could pull that part off easily. Yeah. All right. What about your first pick? I'm excited. Okay. So here's the first one. Now here's the thing, because you're going to click on it. Uh Let's click on it because I want to see it. Click on it. Click on it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here you go. Here you go. Now, this is going to be one of those that I mentioned earlier from about maybe 30 years ago. So when I said this one goes towards the looks of it. So the first one is the big Aristotle himself, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. Now, that's the thing. So you can think, what? Now, there's nobody else on the planet I can really think of that is, again, seven foot. And even at his... Biggest Shaq was like 300 pounds or a little over 300 pounds. Yeah. So he's not even near like the 400 of what it could be. But again, this is more based on, okay, hey, who's real agile that could do it? But yeah, if you like basketball, go look up Shaq when he was on the Magic in the early to mid-90s. And that is a seven-foot, 300-pound dude that is moving like that. And it's just insane. And again, he's someone who, you know, he's kind of funny. Obviously, he could not pull it off. He's a bit too deadpan in a way to kind of do that. But again, just the looks, the imposing, he could definitely be, I think, like a sarcastic. He's not an asshole. He's too likable. He's so too he likable. Really he's pull. like so charming. Yeah. He's so charming, so likable. So that one was kind of like the joke pick, like, oh, perfect in that sense. Yeah. Now, the next one. The I'm, like, next look, one I'm like falling down this IMDb hole. I just clicked on Kazam. This 1996 movie. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to try to watch that now. (laughs) See, again, like, oh, my, oh, I'm just going to say don't. Again, Shaq acting is me as like the 80s and 90s kid. Like, Steel and Kazam. He did all that. I'll always remember Shaq. Not obviously just his basketball, but him being like the Shaq Fu actor type of the 90s. But now the next one. Okay. The next one. Pick number two. Click on that one. It's loading. Tyler Perry. This I could see. Okay. So in this one too, I know people can be really polarized on him because of the Medea movies and all that. And I'm not, I've never seen those. That's not my thing. That's for other people to go on. But everything I've seen him in, and this goes to Gone Girl. Have you seen Gone Girl? I, yes. I really liked Gone Girl. Gone Girl was amazing. And I remember it's, that was my first exposure to really actor Tyler Perry. I think he was in the first Star Trek, but in like a very small role. But that was the first one to me of him acting in a role that either he wasn't doing or something else. And he played this lawyer, smooth talking, you know, almost kind of Johnny Cochran-ish. Mm-hmm. Charisma for days. Everything that I see him in. 
he's just amazing. And he was also in Vice, where he was playing Colin Powell. And uh, okay. I don't, he's he's tall. He's big as hell. He can pull off, I think, Dijkstra perfectly. He can get down the, to me, the assholeish charm of Dijkstra. Some people probably don't find that charming. They think he's just an asshole. Yeah. Well, actually, I was just going to say exactly the same thing. I don't think, as a viewer, you're necessarily supposed to hate Dijkstra. He's charming and like intelligent enough that you're kind of supposed to be like, I get where this guy's coming from, and I, I think Tyler Perry has that energy. Yeah, to get into the story part, you know, we're not supposed to like him because he, like everybody else, wants Siri for his own thing. But yes, like in that sense of he's kind of this enemy, not enemy to Geralt. But yeah, I think Tyler Perry as Dijkstra would be just absolutely perfect. Yeah. I mean, look, you you set me up for failure here with Shaq. I have to agree with your Tyler Perry pick now. (laughs) See, and then I go to the big one. And now you want now people won't even remember the Shaq one because they're just like, oh, yeah, Tyler Perry. See that character from Gone Girl on that? Oh, yeah. See, that's what I do. Set him up, then knock right. him down. Yeah, perfect. He got me on that. Okay, let's move on to Bonhart. I think we're going to have some interesting picks here. Uh, who was your first pick for Bonhart? All right, so first pick for Bonhart. Go and click on that. Jeff mm-hmm. Bridges. Ooh, okay. So when I imagine Leo Bonhart, and I've imagined this from the moment I read him on the books the way, it, the way it was described, Leo Bonhart to me is, and again, this is the American and this is the Texan in me. Leo Bonnard is an old cowboy type, black hat type that just will roll into town. He don't give a shit about nothing. He plays it calm, cool, and collected. He doesn't care who you are. He's going to kill you, and he's going to do it with a twang and a drawl. Like, that's how I imagine him. Now, Jeff Bridges is too old because, again, going back to actually on screen, they got to be able to fight. Like He can fight. He's killed witchers. Yeah. So maybe Jeff Bridges... 20 30 years ago in that sense but i think dead on if it was animated then he'd be he'd be the guy right there he'd be the perfect like that, voice that i can voice already hear bon hart lines oh, in, in jeff bridges's voice absolutely on there so what i did for my second pick which would be who i would choose mm-hmm. i i picked basically what i think jeff bridges is only 20 years younger ah, and so go okay. ahead and click on that josh brolin that is josh brolin who yeah. again now, granted, he's not from there. If you've seen, have you seen No Country for Old Men? I haven't actually. Okay. No, I know so him no Country... from. I know him from Avengers because, yeah, I'm a Marvel geek. But yeah. Yeah, and I and I've only seen him in Avengers from I think the first Guardians because I haven't seen any of the Avengers movies per se, and uh, okay. so I don't know him too much from there. But No Country for Old Men, he played a tech takes place in West Texas. Played a Texan, you know, that's uh, the Coen brothers in there. And so him, I think, could be it. Put a little, you know, gray in his hair. He's young enough. He could pull that off in that sense. I think I'm pretty sure he could, you know, do the fighting. If not, yeah, you know, I think in that he's sense. got the physicality for it. But he's definitely got the villainous type to do it. He definitely can pull off what I think is a Western, Southern. You know, we won't worry about Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex doesn't <laughs> exist. If anybody remembers that, it just popped in my head. I'm like, nobody remembers that. <laughs> but he's yeah, also going to be in the upcoming he, Dune film. So, oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, he's gonna play. Who is he playing? I think, um, I think Gurney. Gurney Halleck. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. No, I, I'm. I obviously know him from the Marvel universe as Thanos, and imposing is something he can pull off to a T. Right? Like, uh, we. It's actually interesting that we totally agree on our impression of Bonhart. To me, he's also that like bad boy cowboy with a twang. 
who will roll up into town, cause some bloodshed, have it like knock down a few beers and leave. I, I think Josh Brolin could play that perfectly. He he, from could, the, he can embody that. Yeah, and from the physicality, Bonnard is like tall, lanky, almost skeletal frame. And I think Josh Brolin is like 5'10-ish, 5'11". But again, that's something to me that I don't think you need to get hung up on. Like you yeah. can have him appear thinner or whatever. But to me, again, it's the imposing nature of it. It's the calm, cool, collected killer that is Leo Bonnard. Yeah, absolutely. So my, my first pick actually ties into that impression as well. Um, go ahead and okay. click on my first pick. This Let's will totally make Let's sense. See it. Let's see it. Oh, okay. Okay. So Damn. speaking of imposing, I went with Mahershala Ali because uh, I think the dude can just like scare you with his eyes, with a look. Okay, that that's per- – I don't want to interrupt you, but that is perfect. You're not going to be able to top it with your second one. I hope this was <laughs> – yeah, he is – oh, yeah, that is – Damn, that's a good one too. Yeah, I, I think like for I I love Mahershala. Um, I would also love to see a Muslim person in the Witcher universe, you know, uh, rep my people. But beyond that, I, I like an Oscar-winning actor with so much range. He's done er- everything from like drama to like his role in House of Cards as Remy Den was like terrifying and it, amazing. And I think the thing that he pulls off really well, I think he. He's quite tall, actually, from what I can yeah, he's tell. Six two. Yeah, and uh, Bonhart in my mind is like as tall as Deegstra, like just an imposing dude. But Mahershala Ali is like actually pretty, pretty sort of skinny. Um, but so I think like he's got the physical features of Bonhart, and if he can pull off just a slight southern twang or some sort of accent and throw on a cowboy hat. I would be scared shitless of him. I, I could he's, see him as he, Bonhart. He's scary enough. Like as did you see the last season of True Detective? No, th- okay. it's on my list. One of these questions will see the same TV shows. <laughs> I think it's the third one I've asked that we haven't seen, and the ones you brought up I haven't seen. <laughs> so, uh, so he was in the third season of True Detective. He was the lead, and at times he was downright terrifying, and you could just see. Like, oh, my God, this guy. Yeah, he's amazing. And this is also the perfect pick because you want to see Muslim representation. And going back to my Shaq pick, I want to see basketball player representation. And he did have a full ride. He had a full ride to St. Mary's and actually played college ball. So that's just absolutely perfect. Yeah. That's it. Damn. (laughs) Our two representations align, basketball and Islam. There you go. Mahershala Damn. Ali is Bonner. Damn, that's good. Perfect. Okay, so my second pick, not as good, right? Like, Mahershala is my pick. But if he's not available, he if, you know, he's an Oscar-winning actor, if his price tag is too big, <laughs> my, my second pick is Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Damn. Oh, this is great. This is great. I'm not, you know what? Just, all right, go ahead. It's so good. Like, Matthew McConaughey from, uh, from Mud, I think. Like, I don't really remember Mud. I don't think it was a memorable movie, but I remember the way he acted in it. Just sort of this, like, dark, depressed, his classic, like, sort of cowboy-esque thing that he does. He's always typecast as that kind of guy anyway. I think he would be a great Bonhart. Plus, like, looking at this IMDb photo of him, he's got, like, the, like, bony cheeks, you know? Like, he's got the, like, sort of skeletal look that Bonhart does in my mind. 
I think he'd be a great second pick if Mahershala is not available. Well, like Dallas Buyers Club, he played someone who had uh, AIDS and he lost a shit ton of weight and was like deathly skinny. So if you want to look at him like super skinny, look up pictures from that movie. And okay, so he was in True Detective as well. And the first season of it, and anybody who's seen that knows Rust Cole, um, like where he can go with a character, like just dark and all that. And oh, yeah, come on. You pick someone from Texas. You know, I'm going to like it. So yes. this would be yeah, this would be more because like with him, I'd envision in that Rust Cole type, which is very nihilistic, philosophical. And to go that route, you could really fucking make him scary. Almost in going back to No Country for Old Men, uh, going back to, and of course the name slips my mind, Javier Bardem, his character in that, and just being very stoic in that sense. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm digging that. Yeah. I want to see him fight, too. I feel like Matthew Matthew McConaughey McConaughey can can swing a fucking sword. (laughs) Okay, we're going to take a quick break here, but stick around. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Abu. And I'm Leo. And we're here to tell you about Gamjabar, our brand new podcast all about Dune. Gamjabar is your guide to Frank Herbert's massive sci-fi universe. We'll be exploring the, the themes, philosophies, and characters found in everything from Frank's iconic novels to the adaptations on film and TV. And here's the thing. We do spoiler-filled deep dives as well as introductory non-spoiler episodes. So there's something for everyone. You know, look, Dune is complicated. There are crazy words like like Mintats, like Tleilaxu, and of course, Gom Jabbar. Our goal is to help you understand these words and many more that we can't pronounce. <laughs> it's a theme. Uh, so find Gom Jabbar on your favorite podcast platform. We can't wait to share our love of the Dune universe, and we'll see you on the Golden Path. Now we're going to Regis, Regis Regis. All right, and yes. we're snaking it. So who who you got for okay. the first pick? My, for my number one pick for Regis here. Let's click. Th- this it. one is a bit of an oddball. Okay, <laughs> is okay. Ta- Taika Waititi. All right, I feel like so Regis Regis in my mind. Uh, I'm I don't want to say too much because it, he's a big character later on, and it, there's a lot of spoilers around him. But in my mind, he's a friend and companion to Geralt who is old and wise and quirky. Like the the thing that stands out to me about him is his his sort of quirky philosophical nature. I think Taika could pull that off. Uh, definitely not Taika from Jojo Rabbit. We I'm not talking like Hitler on screen, but Taika from like what we do in the shadows, I think could be a good Regis. Yeah, that's what I was going to be like. Are we doing the Hitler New Zealand accent here? Or, <laughs> <laughs> like, how far Regis are we going? <laughs> I, I, I think the he he would have to, I think, modify the accent because Regis in my mind was uh, is sort, sort of stereotypically British uh, just because he's like old and wise and kind of quirky and kooky. But I think Taika could just really pull off some of the 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 lighter aspects of Regis's character and bring some of that levity. Yeah, definitely. Because I know there, I saw a thing where he was nominated for an Oscar like over a decade ago, something early on, and he wanted to get all the other people to when they announced it, 
to not look at the camera and act like they were preoccupied with something else. <laughs> and nobody did it except him. <laughs> and he looked really weird doing it. And so, yeah, he definitely seems – I still need to see Jojo Rabbit. I definitely oh, need must. to see it's that. It's very good. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing just from what I've heard about it, whoever can write, direct, and then act as Hitler and pull it off, I think it's one of those, yeah, you can probably pull off anything quirky. Yeah, that that was my – quirky was the number one reason for this pick. Um, yeah. There are other aspects to Regis that I could have gone with, but I was like, no, I, I, like Regis on screen needs to be fun to watch, and Taika would be super fun to watch. Uh, so my second pick, if it can't be Taika – is kind of an oddball. I don't know that this fits perfectly, but I picked Idris Elba. <laughs> okay. And I, I picked this mainly because of Idris Elba in Lucifer. I, I think in Lucifer, he exudes that like British wise, like serious energy. But at the same time, I think Idris is charming enough that he could pull off sort of quirky and silly and sell it on screen. Maybe not as good as Taika. But I would love to see I just try and tackle this role of of like the old wise character that is that is Regis. And I think he's charming enough. Like I love Regis personally. At, like reading the books, he's one of my favorite characters. And I think the person who portrays him on screen should be equally charming as he is on the pages of the book. And I think Idris Elba has that charm. Yeah, see, I had him on a short list for Dijkstra. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry, not Dijkstra, um, for Bonnard, because yeah, to me, and, one too. and why I almost gave him the British exemption was because first and foremost, he will always be Stringer Bell from The Wire for me, because when I watched that much younger, I'd never seen, didn't know who the hell he was. Like, I still didn't know his name after watching it, because he didn't really, to me, blow up until much later, and I don't even know really what it would have been. So I'll always see him as Stringer Bell in that sense. But yeah, he, uh, I mean, he's another one of those. The guy can do anything, right? Right. Anything. Same as like, same as like Mahershala Ali. Like they're in that same boat of they can play the villain. They can play the hero. They can play somebody more complicated. They can really do whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, I think my first exposure, again, clearly you and I don't watch the same TV shows. I never watched The Wire, but my first exposure to, Idris Elba was that Netflix, early, early Netflix show or doc movie called Beasts of No Nation, which which was about um, the the conflicts in like uh, in war torn Africa about like child soldiers. And he plays one of the warlords who are like recruiting and training these child soldiers. And he that movie goes to a very dark place. And I didn't expect that of Idris Elba. And my second exposure to Idris Elba was in Pacific Rim, which is a much lighter movie than something like Beasts of No Nation. And I think that range makes, just like you said, makes Idris Elba something that, as someone who can do any role. He can be the good guy. He can do the, he can be the bad guy. He can be charming. He can be extremely scary and evil on screen. He can go to a dark place, but he can also be lighthearted. He's got that range. All right. And so for my... First pick for Regis. It might look familiar. Mm -hmm. Hey, Matthew McConaughey. So I had Matthew McConaughey. And the reason there is because, like we talked about being quirky, Matthew McConaughey can be fucking bonkers yeah. quirky. 
And again, it's one of those where it's just the style of it. So Regis, to me, while I think he is, well, he's he's a good character and Geralt loves him, calls him the epitome of humanity. Regis at times can be very fucking condescending, very pretentious, and just fucking annoying. <laughs> so this goes back to, again, the Russ Cole in the first season of True Detective, where he would just ponder on and go on about philo- uh, philosophy and life and his nihilism and all that. And w- while at first he can be like, oh, okay, when he just keeps going on, it's just like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And so I think McConaughey could, again, do that perfectly and just be weird. But again, hit those heartfelt moments because Regis has those. Yeah. Do you do you would you want McConaughey to retain the southern draw or change his accent up for Regis? Uh, I mean, with that, again, like we're not doing British accents here in my Witcher. You know, mm-hmm. we ain't we ain't doing that shit. So, <laughs> yeah, like Idris Elba. I love you, Idris Elba, but you're British. You know, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> we'll get you for the other stuff. Um, no, I mean, it could be him. But again, like the accent, like I said, Idris Elba can obviously do like an American accent. In some sense. But here, um, may, not the complete Texan one. Like Leo Bonnet to me, like, I want that Western feel. I want you to think you're watching, like I said, a black hat type from a spaghetti Western. Definitely. Um, with this, no. It, it would be his whatever. But no, he's not He's not going to be, you know, all right, all right. You know, doing all that sense when Geralt tells him to fuck off for the third time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, all right, sounds good. You know, we're not doing that sense. But and there it's one of those, someone like him, it's like, dude, here's the character. What do you got? And we'll see what he has. And mm-hmm. he could bring that to, I think, a really special place. Totally, totally. All right, so the second pick here, I got Denzel. Denzel Washington. And, okay. Oh, yeah. And again, again, being 80s, 90s kid, Denzel was the man. He was the best actor out there. You know, they weren't giving him Oscars because, you know, fuck the Oscars. <laughs> also, yeah. he did win for Glory, I guess. He wasn't getting the best actor. He didn't win for Malcolm X, which is still a travesty. I don't even know who won it that year, but come on now. There was nobody better than him. I don't care who, mm-hmm. who who won it. So Denzel was one of those that I hit on him for Bonnard also because we've seen him go dark in Training Day. If you've seen Training Day, which he actually won his best Oscar for, he can go yeah. dark. But I also think with Regis, he can again be that heartfelt comfort thing where I think he can play at times like that intellectual condescending one. He's getting up there in age. I think he's like 66. Mm-hmm. So he's one in there, I thought, to put as he could just pull it off. And again, just Regis to me can be so many different things. And I think he could hit that on perfectly. Yeah, I think De- I think Denzel, you totally hit it with the intellectual point. Denzel Washington is getting a little bit older and he's starting to have this vibe of like that intellectual. He's got that dad energy. Like he, yeah, he's like a, he, a, a retired professor dad. And uh, I think you're right. Like that is it, Regis is someone who's extremely old and obviously a know-it-all. I think Denzel could now, I don't think younger Denzel could pull that off, but I think now that he's getting up there in age, he, he has that old wise energy. I could see it. I could definitely see it. I, I, I don't know if people would have a hard time disassociating him from iconic roles like Malcolm X and Training Day, though. I feel like people would, I mean, people would bitch and moan no matter what, but. Yeah, that would be, it would be something again that you'd kind of have to hide them in that role. And I think that's where you kind of hit up the makeup. You can get the facial hair on there. And then right. someone like him can kind of escape into it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think we have some good picks. Um, 
I actually, as much as I loved our picks here today, I don't know if you agree with me on this. I would hope that they give some new up and comers a chance. I, I think The Witcher is the perfect show to bring on some fresh talent. And we, we saw that with like Anya Chalotra as Yennefer. Um, uh, I think it would be interesting for, for us to see some fresh faces and, and some fresh talent take on these roles. Because we, we've all seen, you know, Idris Elba and Mahershala Ali kill it on screen. I would love to see some younger up-and-comers also join join this world. Well, that's the good thing also about Netflix. And this isn't like talking shit. It's the reality. Obviously, a ton of budget went to Henry Cavill. Right. right. And so when you look at just about everybody else in the cast, they're always going to be unknowns because you don't have to pay them that much. And outside of Lars Mikkelsen, I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head that I've ever really heard of as far as like live action going. Yeah. And so I think that's another thing here where out of necessity, they're going to have to find those new people. But again, hey, I'm going to do it. I'm sending up the flag. It's the uh, Game of Thrones comparison thing. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, the same th- it's the same thing that happened with them, though. You know, look at that first season and how much of that went to Sean Bean because they needed a name to get people in. And Absolutely. then everybody else, even at the time, Peter Dinklage. Oh, I've seen that guy. Oh, I've seen that. Peter Dinklage was nothing back then. Like, he really wasn't. So, like, to me, it was uh, was it the station agent he was in? I don't know. That's another tangent. <laughs> but it's, it's a necessity thing where, yeah, they're going to have to find – the best and the brightest. And there's a ton out there. We've seen that. Because, again, I'd never heard of Anya Shalatra. She was great. You know, I'd never heard yeah. of so many of these she other people, and they were amazing. Yeah, totally. I, I think you're right. Like, this is the type of TV show where you don't – you might need that big budget name in the first season. But as long as you find the right talent, as long as you find, like, new young blood who who are hungry, who are willing to do, put the work in, hopefully we will we'll see a lot of – a lot of recognizable faces by the time this show reaches season four and five. Yeah. Keep that budget towards set design, special effects, you know, all the production budget, the acting will be fine. That other yeah. stuff, you know, in a medieval fantasy, you have to have it. And they definitely had it in the first season. Absolutely. Holy shit. Did you hear that? What the hell was that? Is that a car? <laughs> yeah. That was somebody's car. Jesus. God. Well, Brett, podcasts are podcasts. Lesser, greater, middling, they're all the same. But we've completed our contract and it's time to collect our reward. So leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and check out the other shows on the Lore Party Podcast Network on loreparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at lore underscore party. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the path.